0: What's up everybody? Welcome to the Win Some Lose Some Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host Brent Martin. Joining us today is Cameron Gotro as co-host. We're gonna recap week one of the preseason in the NFL. We're gonna discuss our risers and sinkers, some running back groups. In the NFL and our players that we are avoiding in the first five rounds of drafts. So please join us. Let's get it. All right Cam, let's get into it. Um, like I said, we're gonna begin with our preseason risers to start out we uh, we each made a list about preseason risers and sinkers from Week One in the preseason. Um, so some things came to light this uh, in the preseason, but you, you don't you don't want to take too much out of it. So uh, all right, I'll, I'll start first with my first riser, which is uh, Mike Gesicki, tight end for for the uh, Dolphins. Uh, he had two targets, two receptions, uh, and for 56 yards. His longest was 50 yards. I think he'll be to a safety blanket. um I mean, he's basically a tight end playing the wide receiver position, and vice versa. Uh, I mean, he's being he's being drafted after tight ends like Irv Smith, Dallas Goddard, Robert Tonyan, and Noah Fan. So I'm that's taking. That's if he's
1: being drafted at that's that. It,
0: that's yeah. if he's being drafted at that. So I mean, I'm taking him there. um I'm I'm really I I have him before all of them guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, it could uh, be looking like a little breakout year. Not not anything too explosive, but somewhat a little breakout year for Gusecki because now that they have that deep ball threat with uh, Fuller mm-hmm. coming in, it'll open up those little, like you said, safety blanket passes to uh, little middle routes or just little simple out routes that Gusecki can uh, pick up a lot of
0: receptions. Well, the good thing about this offense is what I'm saying. I mean, they're going to make it easy for Tua. And that with all these weapons they have, some Josecki's gonna get plays drawn for him to get the ball. So he he's going to be open for Tua. Tua's gonna love him. Um so I mean that's what that's why I have him as one of my risers in the preseason. I I think I I rose him a couple spots ahead of Goddard and Evan Ingram. So I have I have Gisecki at uh tight end twelve right now. Uh right behind John Smith yeah. and Robert Tanyan.
1: Which definitely isn't a bad uh Mm-mm. little spot to put him at
0: and i uh, i think that's the floor for Giuseppe. i think he yeah. needs to be rostered and started every week
1: exactly and i mean obviously tight end isn't your deepest position so if you're in a 12 team league that's the kind of guy that you'd like to look at yeah to yeah potentially have on your team that can maybe break out and finish as a top 10 tight end this yep. season
0: Yep, Um, so Cam,
1: what you got? Yeah, I can go ahead and kind of the bright star in this uh, preseason. First week of the preseason looks to be the wide receivers from Denver. Oh my God, Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater were incredible. Both of them, it's just, I hate to be a Broncos coach because you really don't know which one to start. I mean, Drew Locke was five for seven, 151 yards and two touchdowns. And then Teddy Bridgewater was seven for eight. 74 yards and a touchdown so when you're looking at the wide receiver core they're gonna finally benefit from some decent quarterback play whether it be jerry judy Cortland sutton i mean it the list goes on and on there was one two three four five six seven eight nine wide receivers that were getting receptions and multiple targets from the broncos this week
0: oh no um the two quarterbacks out there were they were for sure impressive uh, Drew Locke, he impressed me this weekend. I don't know what the hell got up his ass, but I mean, he, he played well. He, he, oh, yeah. if he If he plays like that during the season, I mean, he's going to be a pretty good waiver wire player. It's like you can
1: smell the competition with Teddy Bridgewater. And yeah. Finally woke up.
0: And everything I'm reading during their training camp practice, they have been very under, under par. Exactly. And how, but how he played in that first preseason game, I mean, it was impressive. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, they surely got the weapons out there. They got a good receiving core. They got Noah Fan at tight end. I mean, they got the running backs. I mean, Drew Lockhart, Teddy Bridgewater, either one that comes out of there, they just got to put it together for these guys.
1: Yes, please. They're begging. That is that is a very strong wide receiver yeah,
0: core. Yeah, talented. Waiting, They're talented.
1: Just waiting for a good quarterback to come in. And Absolutely. Help them Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And,
0: uh, and. know, you're pretty much getting these guys at wide receiver, like Jerry Judy um, and Cortland Sutton. You kind of getting them fairly cheap, pretty much as a wide receiver three, honestly.
1: Exactly. Like, you're probably slotting them in your flex this season. Maybe you're a wide receiver two if you win or, or be heavy, or heavy, mm-hmm. excuse me. And I mean, hey, if the quarterback play continues, this will be nothing but good things for these wide receivers.
0: Yeah. Um, but. And look, Jerry Judy—they're gonna find a way to get him the ball. He's very talented. Uh, that's that's just one type of receiver he is. He'll probably he'll probably play all over the field, slot, extra receiver on the outsides. I mean, he'll play it all. So they'll find ways to get a guy like him the football. So I think he's more of a of a safer pick pickup than a guy like Corlin Sutton or Noah Fant out of this, um, yeah, group of guys. So. I would probably target Jerry Judy more, And, I mean, look, he had, a what, a 33-yard catch, I think, a catch and yeah. run. And so, I mean, that's the type of receiver he's going to be. So, if, if they can get him the football, I mean, they'll be just fine. So, good point there that Broncos' team was definitely impressive during the first week game. Oh, um, yes. So, my next guy is Deontay Johnson. Uh, he had three catches for 41 yards. He is the obvious number one in Pittsburgh after week one at the same night. Um, his drops are a problem, but he's going to still receive tons of target from Big Ben. Big Ben's going to constantly feed him. He's, he keeps rising up in my rankings. Uh, Chase, Chase Claypool also went down with in injury during the week, um, which bumps Johnson even higher for me. I have Deontay Johnson right now at my wide receiver 19 ahead of Mike Evans. Um, I have him in that tier three. I, I think he's 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 due for a big breakout. Uh, And and just the amount of targets he's seen during his short time of play in the first preseason game, that that tells me a lot of what what they see in Deontay Johnson.
1: And it speaks for itself. I believe he, in the last, I think it's six weeks of the season, uh, did a little bit of research before, and I think it's the last six weeks of the season Mm -hmm. he was wide receiver seven last year or around that range. And it's just incredible what he can do. And it seems like now that Claypool is out, with injury he's going to be able to build that connection with big ben even more and i hate to say it but juju's out juju's out the picture this man's taken over and it's clear and obvious yeah. it took him a couple plays with or a couple draws with the offense just to solidify yeah i'm the guy here and it there's no question
0: yeah and uh if, if there's a guy in this receiving group in pittsburgh it's definitely deontay johnson that y'all need to go after Oh yes. And I think drafting him at the price, y'all, that we're, we're getting him at right now is a little high, but I mean, it, he has he can be a top 10 receiver, oh, especially with yeah. the amount of passes that Big Ben's going to throw this year. So I just got to keep that in mind when drafting any of these three receivers, really. But Deontay Johnson is definitely the one to go after.
1: Does have a very, uh, for where he's being drafted, I mean, his ceiling is just so high. It's yeah. like... If you miss out on him,
0: I'm, you're having your regrets, and I'm one of those guys. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna try not to miss out on him too many drafts this <laughs> exactly. year. But I mean, uh, he's definitely a hot commodity, and if, oh, yes. I think after the first preseason game, it he, he showed he showed what, what he's got even more. Exactly, he, he started to show off a little bit. Oh yes, and I mean, it
1: transitions into our next guy. I mean, hey, you heard it, you heard it here first last mm-hmm. week. My guy, Marquez Callaway. This dude is just he I mean obviously only played a couple drives but he was the wide receiver when he had his chance and three receptions for 61 yards I'm telling you you're gonna hear me repeat this guy's name so often for the first week first week or excuse me first part of the season it's just this man is gonna do great things and he's shown it week one or it's week one of the preseason and it's just impressive
0: yeah, no, uh, no doubt. Marquez Callaway. I mean, he's going to be the number one there while Michael Thomas is out. But look, we have seen the videos. Michael Thomas on the sideline, looking all right, looking uh, happy and stuff. We'll we'll see how that goes throughout the season. But um, I mean, no, we don't. We just don't know when Michael Thomas is going to be back.
1: Exactly. But look, it's a rental. It's a rental.
0: Look, it's Marquez, a rental it's, it is. It is. It's a, but
1: it's I, a pretty nice rental. It's looking like.
0: I, at this point, I still think we'll, we'll see if when Traquan Smith comes back, see how what, what type of role he's going to have yeah. on his team, and we'll see how that works out for Marquez Cali. But I mean, he, he's your number one guy exactly. right now in New Orleans. So
1: mm-hmm. well, we it, may, these opinions may change come week three, four in the preseason when yeah. Traquan Smith is having some reps and getting some time playing. But as of right now, he's the guy. and it's looking really nice. That's uh,
0: him being the number one, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, look, and if you want to draft Marquez Calloway as one of your last few picks, I mean, go ahead. I mean, you're getting it for free. That, that's pretty much a free pick exactly. right there. You, you get, you get a rental fuck first couple weeks. Hopefully it goes smooth uh, with the quarterback situation there in New Orleans. We'll see. But I mean, look, Marquez Calloway until Michael Thomas gets back. He, he can be a solid every week option. Oh yes. Um, so my next guy is, um, james robinson uh, he it looks like that's his starting job and it is it, it, it don't look like he's turning away from it he i watched i watched some film he picked up his run blocks very well i think that's why urban meyer trusts him in that situation uh, he had three rushes for 13 yards i mean not it's preseason not the most impressive but etn only had one carry and one target so um it just that just ensured me that Urban Meyer trusts Robinson at that starting role to begin the season. Will that starting role change throughout the season? I'm sure it will because I mean, you don't just draft somebody and a running back in the first round and have them sit on the bench. Etienne is going to have some type of role. Um, Etienne only playing the little amount of time he did tells me that they're, I don't know why they don't want to unleash him a little bit during the preseason, yeah. but it it just tells me that he will have a type of role there. But I've seen I've seen a, what I needed to see that James Robinson does have that starting role. And that's why I have James Robinson ahead of ETN in my running back rankings.
1: Exactly. I mean, you put it perfectly. It's, it's another reason why I'm worried about ETN. I mean, what how I see Jacksonville right now, what they're trying to do is exactly what the Browns are accomplishing right now. They want to have James Robinson as this Nick Chubb role, be the... You know, pounded out yardage guy that's going to absolutely grind in yards and get you the absolutely. big carries. And ETN is going to be that change of pace Kareem Hunt type back. And I mean, hey, this is just going to be a great value version it, of exactly, Cleveland. <laughs> exactly. That's that's the best way to put it. I mean, I'm not saying they're accomplishing it fully, but that's what they're trying to do in Jacksonville yeah. right now. And I yeah. mean, um it's worked out really well because for the. Nick Chubb, James Robinson side of it because you're getting those carries. You're getting a lot of the carries and that's why I think that this week one kind of solidified that in that kind of view in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, look, James Robinson was fantastic last season and uh, Urban Meyer can't ignore that. Exactly. But we also, we just can't ignore that Etienne is still there and he's gonna have a role. And look, if Etienne wasn't there James Robinson would probably be a second round draft pick in fantasy leagues right now without question. Oh, yeah. So, let, James Robinson, I would be drafting him ahead of ETN, but come towards the end of the season, ETN could have solidified maybe a, a heavier role. Yeah. So, that's what kind of worries me with James Robinson. I'll take him at the ADP I'm t- that he's at right now. Uh, you're getting him pretty late in draft right now. I got him ranked at uh, have, e- have ETN ranked 28 and I have James Robinson at 27 so I have him back to back because I mean I think it's going to even out by the end of the season
1: be basically even and I mean that I agree with that it's like where he's it's solidified he's being drafted in the perfect spot you're not reaching too high on him because he's not going to get what he got last year in those 20 carries a game just being the straight bell cow out there in Jacksonville but he's still gonna be one of the more heavily relied on getting the yardage type backs and i mean hey he'll get those goal line carries yeah and pound it in and that's always a plus to look at when you're looking at r- these late round running backs yeah exactly so uh, and we a, can a go ahead yeah. Next. yeah same another jags player uh, wide receiver marvin jones he first look with the new team and man he looked incredible Uh, and I mean he little opportunity got but he's still shining with three receptions 52 yards I mean it's it's good to see because DJ Chark I believe he's uh has a little nagging injury right now and hey it it helps out big time because you're grabbing Marvin Jones in the last round the second to last round of your draft and look he's looking to be one of the top guys in Jacksonville right now. and It's a new guy out there, quarterback. I mean, obviously Urban Meyer said no one's decided yet, but we all know Trevor Lawrence is going to be the quarterback in Jacksonville, and he's a little gunslinger,
0: so I feel like uh, Marvin Jones will benefit that, especially if he keeps shining like this. Yeah, look, I mean, we see when Marvin Jones... I mean, we talked about Marvin Jones already. Oh, yes. We see what Marvin Jones can do in the number one role. Uh, and look, it's not a given that DJ Chark misses time, but I mean, DJ chart's probably going to miss time during the season. Exactly, he, and, he, he can't stay healthy. Marvin Jones stays healthy for the most part, so you can you can bet on Marvin Jones being on that field. He's he's going to put up numbers when he's on the field. They obviously have him in a. They obviously had a connection, him and Lawrence. So, exactly. the, it, that was Brilliant. nice to see. I mean, he was one of my guys that I really, that uh that I was really high on this coming preseason he also. Was- just a solid
1: guy to have on your bench, and he's going to well around it. I mean, hey, maybe you got Galladay or something like that, and you're iffy about his injury. Just saying, week one he plays the Texans, and if he's wide receiver one against the Texans, he's going to be a beautiful person to kind of throw in your little starting lineup, especially if you have those wide receivers with injuries.
0: Yeah, no, I agree, Marvin Jones. Yeah, for sure, he uh, he definitely helped himself this weekend. Uh, he, people people should definitely be looking to draft him. So, uh. My next guy, he's probably not even getting drafted in some leagues just because they don't even know if he's going to be a starter. But Justin Fields, 14-foot-20, 142 yards and a touchdown. The game looks so slow for him. He admitted the game was slow for him, which the game being slow is a good thing. Um, he, I mean, he was playing against second-teamers. Can't, we can't forget that. I mean, it is the preseason, playing against second-teamers. Uh, but look. We still have to think he's not going to start game one, but at, at some point, he's going to start early in the season, probably around week three-ish, if I had to guess. Oh, yes. Um, Justin Fields, I mean, look, he looked phenomenal. There's a bunch of talk during the preseason and how, how great of a draft pick that was for Chicago, and look... Just by watching that, I don't want to overreact, but I mean, that's the best quarterback play I've seen in Chicago in oh, yes. <laughs> in the last three or four years. Okay. <laughs> they already building a statue
1: for him over there. That's yeah, so you hall of fame bound from Chicago. Uh, yeah, there's a reason why I wrote this guy's name in all caps on my list. Uh, Justin Fields looked probably the best rookie. Out
0: yeah,
1: there, he did. he did in the this uh, first week of the preseason. I mean, I think him and Zach exactly also did. rushed 33 yards in a touchdown. So there's your running upside as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and look, he good, yeah. has a solid wide receiver core. I just I, Andy Dalton can say whatever he wants. I, I know Justin Fields is going to be that guy, and it's it's a solid backup quarterback to have for whenever he does break out.
0: Yeah, and look if you, if you need a quarterback at any drafts draft justin fields to stash on your bench because yes. if if something happens you qb1 goes down to injury or you're not sure about your qb1 i mean justin fields is gonna have i mean he could when it's all said and done he could definitely finish as a top definitely top 10ish uh yeah, I mean, fantasy. Around, yeah, yeah.
1: 10 to 15 because i mean he's got he that does. rushing
0: upside also
1: exactly that's what. uh that's what I love about him. I, I just think it's a good fit, and it's a, once he gets that opportunity, he's not losing
0: it. No, no. Once he's on the field, he ain't coming off the field. Yeah. So, but he just got to get on the field first. And look, he he was the most impressive quarterback, the rookie quarterback from this week one of the preseason, and they had some pretty good freaking quarterbacks out of the draft. So, uh, keep an eye on it's, Justin Fields. And oh yes, yeah. yeah Definitely keep an eye, because I mean he's definitely rising up my rankings, and hopefully, hopefully they start him sooner than later. Yes, and I mean, hey, like I said, Andy Dalton
1: can say what he wants, but no, I hate man. to say it, that's not his job. It won't ever be his job. I
0: mean, he may have it for one week, but
1: yeah, it's Justin Fields' job. I mean, he's I don't think
0: he ready. should. I, I think Justin Fields should be starting week one. But oh, I, I mean, I, I'm not the head coach. But, hey, I, like I said, I'm yeah We're we're not that nagging out here.
1: Uh, it, ain't, it ain't our decision uh, But let's go ahead and transition Into my last guy um, And this is more of a real Just kind of shout out, keep an eye out for him Just because of the team he's on uh, Let's see Ramondre Stevenson It, I mean, hey, Patriots running back Exploding in the preseason You never know with Bill uh, 10 rushes 127 yards and 2 touchdowns It's it's a stat, I guess. Oh.
0: <laughs> no, it was <laughs> definitely, it was them.
1: definitely impressive. Like an impressive stat for a Patriots running back. I mean, like I always said, don't draft them. I tend to stay away from Patriots running backs, but I always keep an eye on them. You never know who Bill is riding with, and Bill tends to ride with a guy for a couple amount of weeks. And if this guy keeps continuing his kind of running the playoff or in the, keep an eye on him and make sure he's on your wa- uh, watch list and. Hey, maybe he'll get the first start week one and go off. I mean, it, it kind of spells bad for Damian Harris, but hey, this guy went off and it got to be acknowledged.
0: No, I mean, I don't. I'm not gonna take it that far, but I, I think <laughs> because I mean, I think Damian Harris looked pretty decent too. And, oh yeah. I mean, there's a preseason game going on right now too, and I mean, I think he scored a touchdown already. So, um, yeah, Damian Harris is definitely having a pretty decent uh preseason so far, but. Another guy on that backfield that uh that we talked about is uh my boy James White. Oh yeah, Yeah. I mean he he's he's got a role. He's got a role. You seen (laughs) it in in the first drive. He 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 had some targets, man. So you can always count on PPR targets from James White for sure. But Ramadre Stevenson, I mean, you got to take it for what it's (laughs) worth. Exactly. I mean, if he can come and snatch a roster spot from Sony Michelle, I mean right?
1: Yeah, and right. just another one of Bill's running backs to leave you a headache with, like I said. Yeah. It's, it's just something to keep an eye on. You never know with Bill. Uh, no, you so, don't. I mean, I'm, I pulled up the stats right now. He does have 5 for 24 with a touchdown uh, this week, but so does Damian Harris. Damian Harris has 6 for 14 with a touchdown. So, I mean, Patriots have three three rushing touchdowns today. You never know what's going to happen. Ramadre scored another one? Yeah, he scored one this or he, yeah,
0: he got one this uh, week. Check back for week two. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> uh, we'll see. I mean, nice sneaking a roster spot. I mean, uh, there, you never know. You, exactly. you never know.
1: You never know. I probably two years ago, not many people knew exactly who Damian Harris is, and now everyone's taking him in the sixth round. You never know what this guy's. So.
0: Yeah, never know. So, well, let's get let's Cameron. Let's get to our sinkers. So uh, I'll start first, and I think this is everybody's big sinker from the weekend honestly Uh, and that's Miles Gaskin Uh, uh, I feel so bad for Miles Gaskin because I don't think he deserves this Uh, he got four carries compared to Malcolm Brown's nine carries from the starters
2: Uh,
0: and they each I think they each got a target so there's not much to say (laughs) there is a lot to say about this but like it's not good for Miles Gaskin it's not Because you have Ma- Malcolm Brown eating up these carries for no reason, because Miles Gaskin is the better back. Ma- Malcolm Brown has no reason taking carries exactly. like that from Miles Gaskin. And it,
1: it just makes me sad. I agree. I, I mean, I don't want to overreact to it yet. I really don't. I mean, it did worry me that. Uh, What's his name? Ahmed. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I got six carries for 40 yards. He's the same typical back as Gaskin. So it doesn't worry me too, too much, but I am kind of monitoring it with, I see Malcolm Brown more as a punch it in type of guy, which does hurt Gaskin's value.
0: But, well, man, they were, they were using Malcolm Brown in every type of way, dude. I know. And And look, they, they came out, Brian Flores already came out and said they use him a three running back system. And he, oh man. That and that that's what hurts the worst. Yeah. And he even came out and he looked, yeah, it, it's true. We're gonna use a three running back system. Man. And if Malcolm Brown's starting every week and Miles Gaskin is playing second fiddle, then yeah. why are we even drafting Miles Gaskin where he's being drafted? In,
1: in the fourth round, yeah. Exactly. It's like and, people weren't expecting this. I wasn't expecting it.
0: Mm. I, I'm hoping that Braun Flores can come to a census exactly before the end of the preseason. Into week one, and give Miles Gaskin a role that is. We've been pre- right, I've
1: been preaching free Aaron Jones for a while, but now it's free Miles Gaskin. This dude, Absolutely. This dude. Aaron Jones has been finally freed, and now we are focusing on freeing Miles Gaskin. This dude can be a really, really, really good running back, and the Dolphins just want to use the system. I don't. I don't get it. I don't agree with it, but it's hurting Gaskin, and we need to. Ease up on the fourth round draft pick on him now for now until we yeah. kind of know the situation better. I'd, I definitely
0: dropped him in my rankings. I dropped him yeah. behind Mike Davis at, to twenty four, yeah. and I mean I, that can that can only go down from here, honestly.
1: Exactly, it, it worries me. It definitely kind of uh, worries me. And I mean, another situation if we if you're ready to transition. I mean, well, wait, uh, wait. Uh, if, yeah, if, you got another if, point.
0: Yeah, if you are drafting yeah. anybody out this backfield in in a uh, in Miami. It's probably Salvador. Yeah. Um, You're getting him late, cheap. And he's going to have some type of role carved out. Not really sure what type of role it's going to be. It's it's definitely going to be in a passing game. So, PPR formats, look out for Sal, Salvador mod in the later rounds, for sure.
1: Okay, that's a good point. I mean, hey, yeah. that's, that's
0: a good late round. That, that's, that's a name PPR that you're all going to have to
1: start remembering. So I was going to say, if, I mean, if they... Are true to using this three RB system, Ahmad will have the same type of stats as Gaskin. He's he's the he's very similar, and he showed he shined last season when Gaskin was down those couple weeks, and so he ha, he definitely had earned a role on the spot. And I mean, yeah, he can play he can exactly. Play, so. And if he if they are true to using that three RB
0: system, I mean, hey,
1: he's just as worth it in the later rounds as I over
0: Gaskin in round four, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So it's. Definitely remember that name, Salvin Ahmad, for late drafts. Now that they kind of solidified what type of systems they're going to be running. Sorry, right, Cam, you can transition no, no, now, man.
1: Please. I mean, it's just this next one is just as ugly. Uh, <laughs> it's really any Jet running back. Um, week one was just a big question mark for everyone. Really, no one kind of, in my opinion, performed well. Uh, they all got about three to five, three to six carries a piece. And I mean, none of them had impressive eye popping stats and people are drafting Michael Carter. Like he's the guy. He's not the guy. Let's let's. No, it's it's going to be a running back by committee. I mean, I think that's already been solidified. And there's just no, no guy that I see popping up yet. And it's week one. I mean, we still got three more weeks of play our preseason. I keep saying playoffs. Uh, so maybe someone appears, but as of right now, no Jets running back. Don't, nope. don't worry about that situation. You don't want that headache this
0: season. Nope. I agree. Uh, so my next sinker is David Johnson. Uh, it, yeah. It was, already, it was already a big clusterfuck there anyway. <laughs> but now we know that his role definitely got lessened. I, I, but I think David Johnson was the guy that everybody still had hope for.
1: Yeah, I, um, I I was one of those people. I yeah. still I still believed
0: in David Johnson and after this week I'm like, oh God, not not. Well, this. It, it's already <laughs> been acknowledged that his role has been lessened. It's been acknowledged by him. Uh Philip Lindsay after this weekend, I mean he, he seems gonna have a big role. I mean he had five rushes for five yeah. carries for fourteen yards. I mean <laughs> Philip Lindsay, they they signed him. They're they're going to use him. Rightfully so, but yeah, uh, I
1: mean, he's he's a solid, he's a decent running back to have. I mean, he's not yeah, and you get him cheap Delcal, too.
0: But, yeah, I mean, you get you get Philip yeah. cheap, but I mean, we'll talk about that running back situation a little bit, but what uh, kind of guys draft there? So um, that's really all I got, David Johnson. Yeah, he's dropping. it, it, it yeah. just
1: hurts me because I still believe in at least to get like last year he got whenever healthy a solid ten to fifteen PPR points a week. Doesn't look like that's happening anymore. And I,
0: I, I dropped David Johnson all the way to forty, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, it I got him behind right Gus Edwards, so, right Conner,
0: Latavius Murray. I'd rather have them guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, he doesn't. I don't see any value with him, sadly. And it's it's all going as what was what four years ago for him being the top, one of the top running backs. But oh mm-hmm. well. It was the pass, but oh well. So we can go ahead and transition into another running back. Uh, Travis Etienne makes my stinker list uh, for the exact reasons that why we said James Robinson's on the good list. I mean, James Robinson was the guy who shined, the running back who shined in that first week. Travis Etienne, one carry, two yards, one target, no receptions. I mean, yeah. That was definitely Didn't disappointing to see. Last week, and it's just seeing as oh oh, maybe he's not the guy, and there's no reason you should pick him in the sixth round. And you're kind of, you got some solid wide receiver value in the sixth round, and if you waste it on Travis Etienne, that may not get that value. Uh, but I still think he's he's gonna have a very solid role in this uh, Jacksonville offense. And I mean, we stay, we've about it before in the. Yeah. Uh, and in in this positive for the week that James Robinson's the top guy. That's going to be the Nick Chubb role. Mm-hmm. And then you got Travis Etienne as the cream hunt, kind of shifty, going to get those PPR points, a lot of rushing yards off of little carries. And, I mean, hey, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, it is what it is, man. And, I mean, look, Etienne, it was definitely disappointing seeing that because I wanted to see him on the field a little more, see see what he can offer to the team, which I, I think the second preseason game against the Saints is going to – I think he'll have a little more PT, so – We'll see. I mean, it can be, we can have a whole different story about yeah. any of these guys exactly. next week. So. This isn't a hard stinker. It's, <laughs> no. it's not, it's just he didn't meet the expectations. Right. Right. Part, right. right. And uh, so let's transition into uh, our last stinkers. Mine was Dallas Goddard. Uh, nothing wrong with Goddard, but um, just, just Zach Ertz. <laughs> that's all I got to say about Yeah, that's the only Zach Ertz right. is there. And I, I think people need to start realizing that, hey, Zach Ertz is still on this team and he could probably still be on this team all season oh yes and look he's gonna have a role yeah. I moved Zach Ertz definitely in my rankings and I I moved I moved uh, Goddard down I moved I'm, Goddard I'm, to 13 it's I'm, I'm not taking him as ADP yeah. right now
1: no There's it's insane. just when is two tight ends worked when it's not Tom Brady and the Patriots I don't see this working out too well for Goddard it's it's not going to be good for him. Uh, Goddard's being
0: taken as tight end nine. So in the yeah, eighth I, round of drafts, so, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm passing.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely I'm passing. It's, it's not something that I want to look at, uh, especially with Jalen Hurts. I mean, he's not the biggest past heavy quarterback. He's a good quarterback, don't get me wrong, but he's not the guy that's going to carry this two tight ends to be fantasy relevant yeah. to
0: start the whole year. Yeah, and just... None, there's nothing wrong with Dallas Goddard As a football player It's just yeah. the situation The exactly. guys that are on the team Zach Ertz is still better So there's One guy, that yeah. one guy would leave
1: Goddard the would be, would be, be top the,
0: five he, he wouldn't be yeah. on
1: your list yeah. Exactly <laughs>
0: So that's my guy <laughs>
1: Yeah. And then we can go ahead and finish off with the last guy Now look, I put him on my guys to look out for last week And now he's on my uh, stinkers With Tua only 99 yards and an interception nothing real impressive when he got his opportunity in week one and I mean Jacoby Brissett outplayed him he had a much better game and it just it worries me I'm not saying he's losing the spot but it does worry me to see him struggle and I just with Bama quarterbacks notoriously being just uh, iffy not working out, and I, the Dolphins still, I feel like, are right, if you want them, so let's just let's just ease our tempers, and I will as well on Tua, just because he had a horrible stinker of week one, and we'll have to see in week two, hopefully he plays better.
0: Dude, I gotta disagree. Really? Yes. Yeah? I was enjoying Tua until he threw an interception, and okay. I mean, I, I think that's when he came off the field, honestly. I think that was yeah. his, last, uh, his last hurrah, but I thought he was playing fine. I I, I liked what I seen out of Tua. It kind of reassured me, like, hey, I need to raise Tua up a little bit in my ranks I have him at 21 right now. And behind guys like Baker, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, I mean, he can definitely be higher than them guys by the end of the season. I think he looked healthy. He looked he looked confident. Uh, I liked seeing that out of Tua, and he's got the weapons there. So I'm not... I'm definitely not discouraged about Tua at all. Okay. And really... I, I thought he looked fine until that interception in the red zone. Yeah, yeah, um, I thought he looked
1: fine. I just, I'm just worried. I had higher expectations, I guess. I don't know. No, I just I it, get it. It. Uh, no, I get it. Better. it. And uh, no, I, get I mean, it. I was higher on him, but hey, we'll see. Hopefully, he does improve. I mean, regardless, he he needs to improve from that position, but uh, hopefully, he does continue to improve because I really, really, really want this guy to to blossom and I mean even though it is the dolphins I'm not a big fan of the dolphins I would
0: just like to see him shine uh as a quarterback Yeah um, we'll we'll see what to it the Yeah <laughs> still out on him but I mean I, I liked what I seen out of him But uh let's uh let's transition into a new topic uh we're going to discuss some team running backs uh some running back situations out in the league uh who you should draft out of those uh in those spots where they're being drafted, things like that, uh, kind of what you can expect. So, first team we'll start out with is the Bills. Uh, I think that's an in- that's been an interesting one for like the last two years, really. Oh yeah. Uh, with Devin Singletary and Zach Moss coming into the mix last year. Uh, I mean. Oh man. I don't like uh, Devin Singletary. I never have liked Devin Singletary. Mm-mm.
1: Uh. I don't like him. Don't want him. I don't think he's being drafted in mini leagues. If it is, it's like the last round. But no, uh, people, Zach
0: Moss is being drafted higher than him. I think people are thinking Zach Moss is going to take the second step, but we haven't seen Zach Moss play yeah, a preseason yeah, game yet. I was
1: going to say he hadn't gotten to touch. Devin Singletary did good.
0: Uh, yeah, he played well.
1: I mean, but I still ain't touching him. I'm just saying he did have a good game, so maybe hamper those Zach Moss expectations that – it's probably going to be the same record on repeat of last year that you just don't know who the guy is. And they also brought in Matt Breida. Mm-hmm. So that's another mouth to feed because he's going to, I feel like he's going to make the team. I have a pretty strong guess that he will. Uh, so I just, I don't really feel comfortable touching anyone on this offense, uh, or excuse me, on this running back committee.
0: Yeah, me neither. But like, Okay, you got Zach Moss here, 94 overall, running back 35. Um, Devin Singletary, 116. So you're getting these guys in the ninth and 11th round of drafts. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of them's going to be a starter maybe. I mean, you could that's a shot in the dart worth taking for one of these yeah. guys. And either one, I mean, you're getting the same value out of them. But honestly, I'd probably rather have Zach Moss because of his rushing touchdown upside.
1: Yes, because Devin, that's another – Devin Singletary doesn't score touchdowns. He doesn't no. rush for touchdowns. Nope.
0: That Zach exactly, Moss will get them no. touchdowns. Exactly. So that if if I'm drafting anybody in that running back group, it's probably Zach Moss. And look, yes. you're getting him in the ninth round, probably even later in home leagues, honestly, because just people are forgetting about these running backs. And I mean, I get it. I forget about them too. But anymore. I mean, it's, it's still a good value there if, if you're needing running backs. It's someone, I mean, it, it is, it you,
1: like you said, you got that touchdown value, and he's that's really the biggest thing he has to offer, and maybe he does start to get more carries if he shines, but we haven't seen anything from him yet, and mm-hmm. I mean, David Singletary's still going to be in that role, so I, it's just an ugly mess of a situation in there, which honestly, the Bills look like they don't even care. About it because they got Josh Allen. Yeah, they're just gonna be
0: running it with Josh it's Allen. they just gonna be yeah. It. I mean, it's the Josh Allen job like, there
1: exactly. And so it's it's kind of a late round plan if you yeah. if you're gonna touch a Bills. Yeah,
0: they're back. they're not gonna be a league winner or anything. It's, oh no, it's never. Definitely not that at all. But I mean, they definitely can have some starting upside some weeks if you play it right. Yeah. So our next running back group we're gonna talk about is uh is Denver. Uh, so we have. Melvin Gordon there, he is being taken in about eighth round of drafts. He's 80 overall ADP, and you have Javante Williams, the rookie. He was a fourth-round draft pick. Fourth-round draft picks aren't really that valuable in NFL. I think they're kind of overhyping Williams a bit much. Um, I would avoid Williams and maybe draft more Melvin Gordon this year. Fully Uh, agree.
1: Because I think Melvin
0: Gordon is going to be the starter.
1: Yeah, and rightfully so he didn't do anything wrong. I mean, yeah, he didn't have the most unbelievable bell caliver running back spectacular season last year, but he put up the numbers he got the job done and even some games he got did way more than he was asked for and mm-hmm. I just they're thinking he's gone that he's he's they're drafting him this late if you're getting him in
0: the eighth round you're getting a started running back in the eighth round who did have a decent season last year and look and they're going to run the ball. They, they will try to run the ball, try to take it out of Drew Locke's hands or Teddy Bridgewater's hands as much as possible. They'll try to manage the game as well as they can. can. Uh, I mean, I think their defense is going to be pretty, pretty decent this year. So yeah, that's the type of games they're going to be playing in Denver. They're going to be rushing the ball a lot. Expect a lot of rushing with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, but yes. definitely Melvin Gordon is going to be the number one running back there, in my opinion.
1: And if I think... Eighth round.
0: That's a very that's a very
1: solid running
0: back to grab. Yeah, uh, I agree. Definitely, I would I would pass Javante Williams up and yeah, get Melvin Gordon there. Exactly. In, in around eighth round of draft. So, um, let's move on to the next one, uh, and we'll talk about the Eagles. That's an interesting mm-hmm. running back room run because I mean. It's- uh, <laughs> there's so much. There's so much hope for Miles Sanders, and look, rightfully so. I had so much hope last year for Miles Sanders. I was talking about, man, this dude's gonna finish top ten in the league, and he threw up a dud. Right, in one my of face. the
1: biggest busts. Yep. Yeah. Very. Uh, good.
0: <laughs> we, I'm, uh We'll talk about Miles got Miles Sanders later, because uh, I mean he's one of my avoids, but. Yeah. Uh, it's it's
1: oh. I'm not touching Eagles running backs. Yeah, me neither. Especially, I mean, if you're getting Miles Sanders in the sixth round, maybe, but you're not gonna get him in the sixth round. No, he's, he's gonna definitely be going gonna be there,
0: reached. Uh, yeah. he's, he's he definitely gonna be like a round three, round four. Round three, sure. round
1: four. That I don't want him there. He no. the coach even said we're gonna have a committee this year. It's going to happen. We want to share the ball around, and Miles Sanders is more of that explosive type of guy and you don't want to bank on that with a running back. You don't want to have excuse me, uh two weeks where he scores eight points and then wow in the third week, and I guess he may happen to bench him this week, he gets 40 just because he broke off two mm-hmm. big 60-50 yard runs for touchdowns, which I just don't like it. And especially with a committee, he's getting less of those chances. So Dear God, don't reach on Miles Sanders. You have yeah. better options in the fourth round. I wouldn't touch him as at a running back. Don't. I'm avoiding Miles Sanders this year.
0: Yeah, and you see, I mean, you you have Boston Scott, who I I think they like out there. He's gonna have some type of little shifty role. Darren Sproles' role out there. That's the type of back he is. And they also drafted Kenneth Gainwell in the fifth round in his draft. I mean, like I said, fifth, fourth, fifth round. I mean, take that for what it's worth. But yeah. I mean. They're they're talking him up. They're talking this kid up that this coaching staff, this front office, this new front office, new coaching staff hired. So they they drafted this kid. They're gonna give him the opportunity, I feel like. Yeah. So maybe if you wanna if you're in a deeper league and you you have a lot of roster spots, Kenneth Gainwell Gainwell is a good name to remember for sure. But is he gonna be having a role? In, in fantasy teams, probably not. Yeah, I, I don't think I so, unless injury be, nah. happens. Yeah, but if, uh, I mean, hey, if injury happens, that is the name you want to yeah, get. Absolutely, uh, he's gonna be a, he's the, gonna be definitely top five
1: Oh yes, uh, but Miles. As for Miles Sanders, don't want him. Not gonna get him. I'm avoiding him in all drafts. And like I said, unless he falls somehow, some magical way into the sixth round, maybe I'll grab him. But. Other than that, I don't. I just don't like the mess of a situation in Philly right now.
0: Yeah. So I mean, honestly, there's really, there's really not any running backs that I would draft either in this running back room until, until we get some clarity. Look, maybe Miles Sanders might have a a better role than what we're expecting, but I, I really think that it's that I think that team's going to be a mess this year. I hate yeah. to say it, but I, I really, I really do think that team's just going to be a mess. I think yes. it's going to be the Jalen Hurts uh, show and that, that's what it's going to be. Yep. So let's move on to the Bears running back room. Uh we got Tariq Cohen coming back from injury this year. Uh did he play in, did he play preseason? I don't think he did, huh? No,
1: he I don't think I believe he's not and that's that's like, I I think that was a point I wanted to make uh that I don't they don't think that he's ready to come back yet. I, but mm-hmm. if I'm remembering what I read correctly this was a couple weeks ago. I read this. But um, they did. We're talking about that. Tariq Cohen is still not fully healed yet. That he may be getting close to ready around the start of the season. That they, I don't think they're getting many preseason options with uh, him. And so with the Bears running backs, I love David Montgomery. I'm me mean, too. Some people are lower on him. Some people don't think he's that good. That hey, those that last of the end of the year success was because he was facing worse defenses. Doesn't matter to me. I'm blocking it out. I love David Montgomery. Yeah, but it's everybody that's saying that world. is saying
0: that about Jonathan Taylor too. But they drafted Jonathan Taylor, running he's, back in
1: first. Yeah, except first, first round, early second round. I'm not touching him. I, David Montgomery is being drafted late third round, early fourth round. That is a he is he finished what RB four last year. Something yeah, like, but no, yeah, he, he was and, very and good last year. What, he what, was are very y'all, good. what are y'all doing? This is clear and obvious. This is David Montgomery's job. The coach. Yeah. Outright said he is getting 20 carries a game. It's happening a lot of games. He's getting more than 20
0: carries a game. Mm-hmm.
1: There can't it can't be any more clear that this is the guy. And no, and look,
0: that's a point that I want to make too. David Montgomery is the running back one in Chicago. They will try to run the ball and make the game easier on Justin Fields. Uh, Tariq Cohen coming back takes away from his pass-catching role a little bit, yeah, but not definitely. that much. Because, look, Tariq Cohen still got to get back on the field, man. We haven't seen him on the field yet. So, let, let's let's pump the brakes on Tariq Cohen. and let, Let's start drafting a little more David Montgomery, because I, I think it'll work out as having him as a, a running back two on your team. Oh, yeah. If you get him in second or third round, I mean, that, that's money, man. I'm taking David Montgomery there all day if I if
1: the value's right. If, if you have the first pick, and you're coming back uh, around on that swing, hey CMC and David Montgomery is a beautiful combo to have.
0: Hell yes, I I'm taking that this. team all day.
1: Oh yes, that is just that's that salad. That's salad. Touches galore, bro. Beautiful. I mean, uh, exactly. David
0: Montgomery is going to be in for 20 touches a game, and it's right, going to be okay. crazy.
1: He's, he's going to. They're going to. You the know, offense is finally has a quarterback that spreads it out. They're not going to stack the box on poor david montgomery so he's gonna get a nice open middle of the field to where to break through the tackles it's gonna be a good year for him and people are acting like oh he's still gonna be in a committee it's it's not happening guys yeah it's he's gonna have the big of the bell cow and get those carries and it's just gonna be beautiful for the bears this season
0: yeah i agree so david montgomery i think we both can agree that uh i think we should be drafting him a lot more so uh we've already kind of talked about the uh, um next three teams on the list is Jets, Dolphins, and Texans. I mean, I guess we can get a little more into the Jets a little bit. Yeah. Um So, here, I mean, you're going to have a running back by committee and you just don't know which one's going to you don't know which one of these guys are going to break out each and every mm-hmm. week and I just don't think that's going to be a very good football team. I mean, you got Tevin Coleman there. Um he, Tevin Coleman, I mean, he's going to have some type of role, but like do you, really him? No, <laughs> Do you really want them? No. You really want to deal with it? <laughs> no. Like
1: exactly. And I mean, you could the stats say for itself. I mean, Michael Carter 7 for 22, LaMichael Perrine, I mean 12 for 30, Ty Johnson 9 for 30. Nothing sticks out to you. What it's just something that I'm avoiding. I won't, don't want the headache. I'm tired of having headaches with committees and running backs i like my running backs to be more solid. I know they're playing, and I ain't got to worry about them. This is a I I got to worry about every single week, who is playing and if I'm starting them or not. Right. And so it's a situation I want to avoid when it comes to those running backs. Yeah, look,
0: Michael Carter, you're getting him probably like the seventh, eight round of drafts. Um I, I'd, nah. take, I'd take Melvin Gordon over Michael yeah, Carter. Yeah, I'm, and, and I'm taking other guys in there. in the same
1: spot. You're having guys like whoo. Ronald
0: Jones, Zach Moss, Trey Sermon, Damian Harris. you got you having Damian Harris and Leonard Fournette yeah. being drafted around Michael Carter right here. I I do think they like Michael Carter there. They drafted him for a reason. But yeah. there's also yeah. a reason why Robert Sala brought Tevin Coleman from San Francisco. It's not, it's not
1: ready yet. It's, it's not going to be
0: a rookie sensation running back. That's not happening. Yeah, and look, there's gonna be a roll for all of these guys and they're gonna get they're probably gonna get around the same amount of touches each and every week, which is gonna be very ugly for fantasy owners of these teams. <laughs> oh yes. And that's why just just don't like Cameron said, don't give yourself the headache of drafting <laughs> yeah. these committees. Yeah, fantasy football is supposed to
1: be fun, right? You're not you don't wanna be pulling out your hair week in and week out because you don't know who's your next starting running back. Happens. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so we already talked about Dolphins, um, kind of start fading away Miles Gaskin a little bit and start remembering the name Salvin Ahmad. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's that situation there. Um, Texans, like we said, David Johnson,
2: they his role yeah.
0: definitely went down. And that was very evident in the first preseason game, and he admitted it. So, um, Philip Lindsay, I think we can start. I think maybe I, I might start grabbing a couple of shares Philip
1: Lindsay. Uh, F- Philip Lindsay is starting to become a name I'm looking at. I mean, they've yeah. finally started talking about him, and honestly, he fell off the face of the earth in this preseason. I mean, in this offseason, I haven't heard from him. I haven't heard a single word about him till yeah, he's now. Cheap. He's Getting the chances, and he's starting to his name's starting to get out there again. So grab him before. His name is that yeah. Philip Lindsay's the guy there. But I mean, yeah, like he's basically drafted. It's, it. it's a Texans running back. Mm-hmm. You, they're going to lose every single game by 20 points. So maybe you don't want a running back on that team that's going to have to throw the ball the whole second
0: half. But hey,
1: if you're going for someone in there, I would fade David Johnson now and start yeah. looking towards Philip Lindsay.
0: Yeah, definitely. Philip Lindsay, he's going to offer that pass catching upside out of the backfield. And in PPR formats, that's what we want, especially exactly. if you if you're got an injured lineup and you need somebody to throw in the flex, you might be able to throw in Philip Lindsay a week yeah. or two. Uh, so uh, definitely, Philip Lindsay should definitely be starting to get drafted. Uh, he's on that borderline. So definitely start remembering Philip Lindsay. Remember to grab him late in the drafts. Um, so that, that's it on that running back committee. I mean, and our next one is our next one. I find is a very interesting running back committee. If not, um,
1: the best, most interesting one, and Both.
0: that is the Buccaneers. So they a big wrench got thrown in that one today with the report that Giovanni Bernard's going to have a major role in this offense. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are we supposed to do with that? What is going on? Yeah, what the like... fuck am I supposed to do with that information? <laughs> I feel like it's just
1: to give fantasy owners why, a big headache. And, why are
0: you doing this to my guy Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette? Like they yeah, you, they were gonna they drafting Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette where they were being drafted, which was just fine. I mean, I i, yeah, I, I kinda was nice Ronald Jones
1: and fine. Yeah, it's but I what I think this hurts more of uh, Ronald Jones than Leonard Fournette really because I see Fournette as that big touchdown guy who's going to get you the touchdowns in the goal in the goal line area whereas giovanni bernard and ronald jones are that gonna get you between the 20s type of deal mm-hmm. and so uh i don't think this hurts for Ned as much as it does jones but it just it's it's what what the hell what just happened
0: well <laughs> i kind of i kind of see it as a situation as last year with LaShawn mccoy um whenever they brought LaShawn mccoy in and yeah I mean, he kind of had his little role every now and then. It wasn't a wasn't a major role. But, I mean, they're, they're talking about Giovanni Menard having a major role. Like, are you kidding me? This, this <laughs> running back committee was already a, a kind of a mess to begin oh, with. Yeah. But I, I was still drafting Ronald Jones and Leonard Fnett because, I mean, that, that's still a, a pretty good offense. And yeah. I, I want to have shares in good offenses. And this is an offense that we want to have shares in. So, I'm not drafting Giovanni Menard. Nobody should be drafting Giovanni Bernard. (laughs) But we have to start keeping an eye on Giovanni Bernard. Which is it sucks.
1: They said that. Yeah, keep an eye on him. I just don't I don't wanna deal with like I said, like I said about the Jets, I don't wanna deal with this headache. But if you're forced to deal with this headache, Giovanni Bernard maybe. Keep an eye on him. Make sure you follow him, follow his news, follow whatever the hell Arians comes out of his mouth. Because everything was fine and peachy in Tampa Bay and now he had
0: to say that <laughs> how, how, how you feel about Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette Wh- which one you you favor uh, I would rather Ronald Jones uh, me too but
1: this was before the Giovanni Bernard spill I would rather Ronald Jones but now I'm favoring more Leonard Fournette because I see him and I mean this is a couple of years ago but it's the first thing that pops in my head is that Garrett Blunt year when Bill just gave him the ball every single carry on the goal line that's how I see it happening in Tampa Bay with uh, mm-hmm. Fournette that they're just gonna he's gonna get six carries for
0: 10 yards and two touchdowns type of day so I favor Ronald Jones because this so last year from about looking at the stats now week 10 23 attempts 9, 18, 12. He got, he, I think he had a little injury, a little hiccup injury, but I mean, he was a star, man. I mean, they were, they were giving him starter reps. He was receiving a couple targets a game, but it, it kind of lessened out whenever he did become the starter. Um, he, he put up some, he, he has more, a lower floor. I mean, a higher floor than those guys. Yeah. Which is a good thing. You, you want high floors. Um, so, like, 17, 7, 13, 20, 17, 23, 13. Those were his attempts, like, for the first seven weeks of the season. So, like, I mean, he they're going to give him the ball, in my opinion. Everything. What he does with them touches, we don't know because, I mean, there's just two other running backs there that they will use, which sucks because Ronald Jones can <laughs> easily be a top 15 back in this yeah. league. Oh, yes. Uh, he's, PPR he's a very formats. talented back. And but he's,
1: it's,
0: he's just, just the situation being, he's in. Yeah, he's just being handcuffed right now, and it, it sucks because I'm drafting Ronald Jones over Leonard Fournette in leagues. Uh, I mean, I I don't know what else to say about this backfield, but I mean, it, Bruce <laughs> Arias is very, yeah, he, he Bruce Arias is very frustrating coach, bro. Yeah. <laughs>
2: he,
1: he, he, I don't I mean,
2: know. Unless man.
0: you
1: got a quarterback. I mean, hey, his quarterbacks, they thrive.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're going to throw the ball. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's it on our run. You, you want to talk about any other running back situations? Um, other than, I mean, those are
1: really your more questionable running back situations. I mean, you got the 49ers that you can really look at and kind of question. Well, look, let's, let's, talk, let's but, talk about that one. Yeah. Let's talk
0: about 49ers.
1: We can go ahead. I mean, hey, I personally think Raheem Mostert is the guy there, mm-hmm. but he's not going to stay healthy enough until Trey Sermon becomes that chance, gets that chance. And once Trey Sermon gets that chance, I don't think he's leaving the field. He's becoming the top guy. So...
0: You see, you, you, in, in San Francisco, it, it's weird because <laughs> their running backs put up r- very good numbers, but like, you just don't know which one to start every Exactly. It, exactly. It, it's it's very frustrating. So like, I I have Moster in some leagues, you know, I have him in the league or whatever, and I mean... Mostert, I like Mostert because he's very talented and he puts up numbers yes. when he plays, but he just can't stay on the field, he man. He just
1: can't stay on the field. I mean, you're grabbing him in the sixth, seventh round. A San Francisco running back is in the sixth, seventh round is very, very good to pick.
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: put up the numbers. They do. His, his biggest problem is he can't stay healthy. Yeah, and, and so it, that's what I'm worried about. Is I feel like when he does get injured, and I mean, I hate to say it, but you can't—you're gonna have to predict an injury with him. You're gonna have to expect him to get hurt this season. Trey Sermon will take over and yeah. get his—it's his chance to show that hey, I'm a I'm a big strong
0: bell cow back. Yeah, and if you can get Trey Sermon, because they're they're going around in the same area right now, but uh, you also have to remember. I mean, you you have Jeff Wilson still there. Um, and I think he was I think, yeah, I, a, he I think I won a playoff game with him last year. <laughs> it was crazy yeah, this how running backs were last year. How, uh, crazy it, it, it was. It, it was nuts. I was like, dang, Jeff Wilson put up freaking crazy numbers. I had like 40 point game from him. I was like, that, that's insane. That should have been uh Raheem Mostert, but I mean, right. he's always hurt. Exactly. <laughs> but look, if, if you can grab either Trey Sermon or I mean, look, you're you getting Mostert for cheap, so I have no problems drafting those guys late in drafts like that. I mean, they're going Bro, seventh, yeah. eighth, ninth round. I mean, go ahead. Take them. Yeah. If, if, you're, if you're needing running backs and you already drafted your team, go ahead, man. It, like, I would love to have them guys when I drafted, when I did a zero running back strategy. I mean, those it's, are guys that you want there. Mostert, the Sermon, Harris, you, so you want them guys. Value in that. Yes. Yeah, because so I mean they do have that running back one upside,
1: oh, but yeah. they also have Man. a very low floor. Yes, because you just never know who's going to be the guy if he's going to take over and solid solidify that position, or if it's going to be hey, sermon got two good weeks and now it's mostly you know he got two good weeks and then now it's Wilson. It's just going to be a rotating carousel, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, hey, I, I like being on that carousel. That's one of the committees where it's not going to be a headache. At least as much of a headache as the Jets or, you know, it, it's the Texans or anything. It's a better like offense. Yeah. I mean, it's a better It's offense, a much better so, Russian offense, and it's, yeah. it's proven year in and year out that there's always value in those running backs.
0: Yeah, you want to try to attach <clears throat> yourself with good teams, man. That, that That's the point. You you want to get these teams with good offenses. So, that that's what we have for the running back talk today. Um, so, let's get to our last topic. This is going to be players we're avoiding based on their adp so we're gonna do the first five rounds how this goes is uh we'll we say a player that we're avoiding in that round so round one is adp one through ten so i'll go first um we both actually have the same guy which is uh saquon barkley in the first round i'm avoiding saquon in first round in all drafts um so his adp right now i think is at six yeah, yeah his adp is sure. at six uh i'm, not, I'm not, going i'm going i'm going yeah. wide receiver i'm switching yeah. my thoughts to wide it, receiver at that point you can get Devonte adams tyree Hill, travis kelsey you
1: with with your first round pick and this is exactly why i agree with you 100 percent on avoid barkley in the first round you don't want to take a risk with your first round pick your first round pick is always has to be that anchor that you never, ever have to worry about unless and there's an injury. Obviously, injuries happen. But regardless, outside of that, your first-round pick wants to be a guy that you just slot in there and you never forget
0: about. Barkley, and, am I crazy for saying I don't think Saquon has that top up dog upside anymore? Uh, I'd love to
1: see him play first because I think – like. For example, I mean, Adrian Peterson is obviously off the map now. But whenever he came back from his ACL injury, he was still decent. He still had a couple years left in him. I think Barkley won't be as dominant as long anymore. I think there's going to be a drop-off with him soon because he is a power back. But I I need to see him first and see what he can do because I think he's just – he's other human. He's not – He's not a normal human being. That dude is insanely muscular. I I, I, I agree with that, but I just don't think he can
0: get to that Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook range. No, 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 no. I don't don't think he can get there. I feel like
1: from here on out, he's getting drafted after, you know, Alvin Kamara, McCaffrey, Cook, Henry, maybe Z. It's... I see Barkley getting becoming a late round, first round pick in future drafts, but I wouldn't touch him in the first round. Oh,
0: well, in every draft I drafted, and he's been in the second. He's been a second round pick. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I mean, look, hey, and if he's being drafted in the second round, go ahead and take him because I mean, exactly. Yeah, he still does have that round. first That's round upside, but I mean, yeah. he. It's an ugly situation there in in, in New York, man. Yeah, that, that that and that it, team's ugly. <laughs> it is.
1: It's definitely ain't hey, pretty, and I mean, hey. Barkley is a generational running back don't get he me is, wrong yes it's just injuries question mark he hasn't had that healthy season in the past two years two past 2 years he's been nagging injuries and so hopefully this year he gets it and hopefully he gets back to himself and if you get him in the second round you are a very happy person because you got that solid first round pick with you know you can pick Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Aaron Jones, Travis Kelsey. I mean, Nick Chubb. Maybe if you got the late, the last pick in the first round. I mean, it's just, I'd rather get those solid picks instead of going for Barkley, which may not see the field for the first three weeks. Right, watch he's gonna finish as a running back
0: one this year. Watch your shit. <laughs> hey, I'll be happy. <laughs> I got him in the second round. <laughs> yeah, but uh, let's move on to the uh, second round ADP, um, which is picks, guys going between eleven and twenty. My guy is Patrick Mahomes. Um, I'm waiting at quarterback. I don't think we should be drafting a quarterback there in in your late second round. I'd rather get a guy like Calvin Ridley or even Joe Mixon as your second running back. Um, there's still guys there on the board at, at position of needs, um, yeah. and I think quarterback can just wait a little bit because there there's more value where you can you can steal late in the draft. Exactly, and I mean. That was my first guy was Patrick Mahomes, avoid
1: him. But it's the only justifiable excuse you can make is saying, hey, I picked Travis Kelsey in round one and I want to get that double up points. But even then, you're still grabbing a quarterback in round two when you can get Aaron Rodgers in round eight, seven, six. Yeah, and you're only losing four points, three points a week. So, really, should you reach that high on a quarterback? No, unless you really, really, really want that t- touchdown, double points. But
0: I'll, I'm not that big of a fan of that. No, I'm a big wait. Oh, I'm a big exactly. guy on wait, wait I, for your quarterback. Quarterback yeah, is so, fine. You can you can stream, you can screen quarterbacks and win leaks. Yeah, you, exactly. you can do that.
1: You don't need to reach on Patrick Mahomes. You really don't. Yeah, it's, it's not gonna hurt you if you don't. Uh, and so my other guy that I was looking to avoid in the second round, and hell, even people are drafting this guy in the first round. I'm avoiding them, Jonathan Taylor. I just don't like the situation here. Carson Wentz getting hurt, one of their best O linemen getting hurt. It's looking like another bustable season for one of those guys, for like a Zeke type season where. Once the guys start getting hurt, Zeke is kind of nothing, and that's how I see Jonathan Taylor becoming. I would get him in the third round if he falls, but he probably won't. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't like the situation in there, and you can get better running backs in the second round or a top wide receiver in the second round over this guy just because it's not that solid of a – of a spot, I, I mean, hell, I'd take Najee Harris over Jonathan Taylor. I trust Najee Harris in that Steelers offense more than I trust Jonathan
0: Taylor. Yeah, there. no, uh, for sure. I mean, we, we don't even know if Jonathan Taylor—God it, dog. We don't even know if uh, Jonathan Taylor is going to be the bell cow back mostly. I mean, this can still be a running back by committee with Marlon exactly. Mack coming back. Uh, w- will it be a full running back by committee? No, but— um, I, I I can agree with you. Jonathan Taylor is a little too hot for my liking. Yeah. I'd rather, I rather he's going ahead of Aaron Jones. I, yeah, I'm taking Aaron that Jones before Jonathan Taylor. You, never, never, yeah. never
1: should you take Aaron Jones over Jonathan Taylor. I'll tell you that. He just Jonathan Taylor. He does have a high ceiling. I find because he has the potential to be that. He has the build for that solid workhorse back in mm-hmm. the Colts when healthy have the top O-linemen in the league. And so everything, it's like every star aligns, but it's just not there yet for yeah. some reason. And I have to, I'm waiting on Jonathan Taylor until he does have a good year. And then once he does have a good year, he will be a first round back. Don't get me wrong, but it's not there yet. It's You're you risking too much on a question mark.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just depends how much you value Jonathan Taylor. And uh, I don't think we're there yet. So around three guys. Mine is DeAndre Swift. Um, I think people are going to be in for a rude awakening with DeAndre Swift. Yep. Uh, bad offensive line. I mean, they're not going to be a bad offensive line. Don't let me let me take that back. Just a bad. It's going to be a bad offense. It's a bad. If you're a Detroit fan, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I think there's a role for Jamal Williams. I oh, yeah. think that's gonna be a pretty heavy role for Jamal Williams. And I think they made that clear in week one of the preseason. But look, DeAndre Swift, he's gonna be the starter. Don't don't twist my words here. But I'm going receiver in that round. I mean, yeah. that receiver is loaded in that spot. And you got guys like Chris Carson. Uh probably Chris Carson's probably the only running back I'd probably take over. Yeah. Um DeAndre Swift yeah DeAndre yeah, Swift I mean, in that spot but <laughs> maybe that's my that's
1: argument my... for Clyde I mean eh, well Clyde's going ahead of him yeah I'm avoiding I'm avoiding any Lions player I mean the, yeah, he's already in a poor situation where it's clear and obvious there's like two players in Detroit you got Hawkinson and if you shut him down the only really star in uh, Detroit left is Swift mm-hmm And so it's pretty easy to shut down that offense and know what their game plan is going to be. So that doesn't spell good for them. And I mean, hey, Swift had a great season last year and they still brought in Jamal Williams. So what does that tell you? That they see something in him and that they want to use him. They're not just going to bring in a guy, pay him some decent money and just throw him on the bench and never use him. No, that's not going to happen. Swift will get... He will. He will be the guy. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a new coaching staff. The third round draft pick with him. You shouldn't use a fourth, early fourth round draft pick. It's just not. It's too much for me.
0: Either grab your guys early, you grab your running backs early that you know are going to ball out, and then go receiver that round. But I mean, look, if, if you're fighting for a receiver, if you're fighting for running backs going into the third round, you don't have any yet. I mean, I would still, I would still look, go with a third receiver, fulfill that yeah. flex spot. That, that's the route I would go.
1: Yeah, I know I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to the DeAndre Swift for It's just Detroit is not gonna be pretty this year. And yeah, he's a great running back. Don't get me wrong, but he's in a poor situation out there.
0: Yeah, I mean he's being drafted by Terry McLaurin. He's being drafted by Allen Robinson, Ceedee Lamb. Yeah. Like I'm taking mm-hmm. them guys, man. Yeah, those are very mm-hmm. good wide receivers that could finish as top top receivers yeah. in the league. So uh, exactly. I'm taking those guys. Yeah,
1: and I mean it. Goes to show another guy that I chose is dear God, if you pick him in the third round, there will be some judging. Joe Mixon, don't touch him. Stay away from Joe Mixon in the oh, third round. Man. Please. Why are y'all still believing in this guy? He yes, he has talent, but has it ever panned out on the football field? Maybe for four weeks? That's it? Like, it's not worth for the exact reason you said. If you can grab Allen Robinson and all these good receivers, why are you taking Joe Mixon? Why are you reaching on this guy? This guy, he's not gonna be on the field. He can't stay healthy, and it's the worst thing before him. But it's don't reach in the third round on Joe Mixon. Just please don't.
0: Well, he I, I got it. the ADP. I'm seeing he's he's being taken 21. Like that's a lot. Joe no, just gonna he's a, they project in a high volume with him, which is fine. He's gonna if if he stays and plays 16, 17 games, whatever it is, I mean he's gonna he's gonna finish as a top ten running back. But you can't project it with I'm scared for that Cincinnati offense more than <laughs> a, a lot of people are. People think that's a talented offense, which they have the they have the weapons there, which is fine, but I <coughs> if, if, like joe, if Mc- joe mixon's falling to me in the third round i'm taking him i'm gonna just put it that way because he's gonna get so much work out of the backfield that if that type of running back is falling in the third round like chris chris carson's falling that much and yeah. i think i think that's kind of almost the same spot like yeah chris Carson i just i'd like chris and Carson joe mixon, over
1: joe mixon. I, i'll tell you that i'm not touching joe mixon in the third but maybe late fourth early fifth is how i see him and uh, it's just he needs to prove himself to me and i've said this multiple times before yeah he has to prove himself to me
0: and look whenever he's on the field whenever he plays he puts up numbers he does and that's a fact but he's just got to stay on the field and i I hope he can stay on the field yeah i do i hope let's go to round four mine's miles sanders we already spoke on miles sanders um Take it how it is. I mean, he's being drafted in the fourth round of drafts. Uh, either you have your running backs then, or you just you, you're trying to take flyers on a guy. Miles Sanders. I mean, he's fine there, but that's just a guy that I've been avoiding in drafts. Yes. All of these guys are just guys I've been avoiding. I'm um, I'm probably not gonna have any shares of them just because I I see other guys at different positions that hold more value to me. So like. I'm taking. I'm probably gonna go Colin Marley or Julio Jones over Miles Sanders there. Oh yeah. So, so I cool. mean that, that's that's all that's day. how I look at drafts. If Miles Sanders is still on the board and there's absolutely nobody left, sure. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> I, I'm, I'm still taking those guys over Miles Sanders. Hey, if you're that
1: screwed spot. at running back and you went that no running back route, maybe. In the fourth round, you kind of got no other option, I guess. Yeah, you have no other option. But, uh, I just don't like if you if you have another running back or if you already have two running backs, you're staying away from Miles Sanders. I wouldn't pick him for your flex running back if you're trying to go through running backs like that. Don't pick him for your flex running back. Don't pick him for, I mean, if you second running back, maybe if you believe in him and you got one of the top five solid starting running backs, but... He's just not the Eagles running back situation. We've spoken yeah. about it earlier. is just too gross for me right now. Right. To even worry about.
0: Yeah. I mean, we had the same guy here. Exactly. I mean, I, I just. If you have to draft him, go ahead. I mean, it's, in the fourth round, it's, it's not a terrible pick. Don't get me yeah. wrong, because he's it's, still the starter. It's just. Like I said, if you yeah, screwed everybody back, yeah. yeah
1: but he's not one of those guys where you can expect to give you a solid points every week. He may give you a couple of those stinkers and then one week you're like, Oh, well he's one of the best running backs in the league, but then you got some stinkers coming. So it's, mm-hmm. it's hit or miss with miles Sanders and just them saying that it may be a committee kind of worries me.
0: I couldn't agree anymore. So I'll um, fifth round guys. Mine is uh Kyle Pitts, uh rookie. Tight end being drafted as tight end four, I do believe he's going to be playing out receiver tight end, but let, let's 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 we kind of got to kind of dial it back with him. Uh, Cal Calvin, excuse me Calvin. Oh God, as <laughs> a <laughs> <laughs> oh, reflux. Um anyway, Calvin Ridley is going to be the dude. Calvin Ridley is probably going to finish as a top five wide receiver this year easily. Um. He's gonna receive most of the work. Uh, Kyle Pitts. We we have to, we just have to dial back on these rookies a little bit. I think we're we're heightening our expectations when thinking about guys like this because I mean, look, he's a generational talent. There's oh, yeah. not many guys that come out this that look like that at tight end that's gonna come out in the NFL and play that well. Um, so Kyle Pitts being drafted as the fourth tight end uh, in the in the fourth round, fifth round of drafts. I'm passing on him. Let somebody yeah, else do it. Let somebody, yeah, let somebody else experiment with that.
1: If, yeah, I mean, if you got the dream two running backs and your dream two wide receivers and a really, really solid flex, maybe you can go ahead and kind of reach on him because he does have that upside of being the number four tight end and being competing with uh, Kittle and Waller for two or three in tight ends but i don't, i want to see it first before i draft them in the fifth round maybe if he falls the late sixth round i kind of grab him but uh, it's too early for me for someone who's never
0: touched a football field yet right i mean They're you, you drafted him guys you, you draft him over guys like the uh, proven guys like mark andrews man i mean yeah. Logan Thomas had an I mean, exceptional year. I I have Kyle Pitts at six, which, look, drafting him, I mean, fourth overall tight end, I mean, that's fine because tight ends, are, they're, they're very thin. So, yeah. you, you know what type of, we don't really know what type of production he's going to have, but you know he's going to have an exceptional role in this offense now that yeah. Julio Jones is going.
1: They drafted him for a reason. And they, exactly. They drafted him at four for a reason. Well, I
0: mean, we, we can't ignore that Hayden Hurst is still there. Yeah. Don't yeah, ignore that. <laughs> uh even though that he want to yeah because i mean kyle pitts is probably gonna line up at receiver a lot also so he's gonna oh, be yeah, a, he's gonna be another receiver but he's also gonna play tight end too so just i'm i'm avoiding kyle pitts at that adp yeah. i'll let somebody else experiment with that for this year i exactly. don't think it. i don't think it's gonna be he's not gonna be a dud by any means i don't think uh, it's really hard
1: to be a tight end. Done, i I right? rather wait it's, on tight
0: ends later in the draft because yeah. there's they're probably going to have God still available and might finish ahead of him.
1: Exactly. And, I mean, yeah, if you can grab Logan Thomas, Mar- I mean, Hawkinson, kind mm-hmm. of, I wish it would be Goddard, but sadly, Urch is still there. If you can grab them in the seventh, eighth round, you're doing fine. I'd yeah. much rather that over going in the fifth round. Unless... I said unless your other the other five guys on your roster is incredibly nice or four guys excuse me yeah kind of you can make a point for it but it's too much it's too early for me for him but uh, yep. he does have the potential there yeah uh, and then so mine, i mean really i didn't see anyone that i hated in the fifth round you you got yeah. the, outside of kyle pitts i mean really yeah you can make a bad argument for him. But other than that, maybe Adam Thielen, I kind of well, put got down. Miles Gaskin out there. Yeah, Miles Gaskin has been added to that list. But really, it's solid value. You're, you're getting the value you're getting. You know you're going to get the production in this fifth round. And, I mean, Adam Thielen, I'm just worried that there will be a drop-off very soon with him, mm-hmm. that Justin Jefferson is just going to take over and become a solid, everyday freaking pretty much catching half of the balls for Vikings guy mm-hmm. and so that's Adam Thielen's gonna suffer from that And I just it worries me that uh, there's a drop-off coming in maybe this year but maybe next year but I'd maybe fade Adam Thielen a little bit try and go for maybe Julio Jones or someone of that caliber instead of him but like I said in the fifth round all these guys I, I really do like and I don't really see I mean outside of Miles Gaskin now but I don't really see anyone that I'm too worried about in the fifth round.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I was kind of the same way. I mean, I'm just looking at the guys. I mean, Kyle Kyle Pitts' his name just flashes yeah. out at me because I'm 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 really avoiding him. I'm not I'm not experimenting with that. I don't I don't believe it's going to be this wonderful thing that people yeah. are expecting it to be. His name's just lit up right now because I mean. He was drafted so early. early defense, and, yeah. yeah, exactly. That that's that's why he's being drafted so high. Just get just want y'all to know that y'all should probably fade this pick. Yeah, there, there's other value. So not nothing wrong with Kyle Pitts, but I mean, it's just the situation of things and other that and other players are still on the board that
1: to yeah. finish as wide
0: receiver ones and could bring more value to your team than Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Uh, sure. So that's it with our um our players we're avoiding based on adp now we're gonna finish up our pod with our annual mock draft so uh so you're winning 2-0 right now oh yeah hey buddy you better get yourself (laughs) on the board dog (laughs) yeah i need to get on the board man so we're gonna switch it up we're actually gonna do a 12-man mock draft uh I, i created a league for whoever didn't know and it's gonna be a super flex league so we're gonna do a one qb two running backs two wide receivers a tight end a flex and a super flex and five bench spots 60 seconds per pick and it's a ppr league you ready to get this thing started let's get it all right let's see where we pick him try to gotta get on the board man <laughs> all right i'm at pick six you I'm are at the see. turn at 12. really okay mine's still loading it as an uh came up yeah it's, it starts in about 15 seconds okay yeah because it did that last time to us uh, yeah so 12 man come on uh i don't i don't do too many 12 mans this is hey, something yeah. i'm kind of <laughs> starting to experiment with that's that's what i've started off
1: with my first league was 12 man and i've noticed it it does make it, it you a better. little bit yeah oh, god of course my thing ain't loading uh
0: so the first pick uh Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara. I'm here. I'm going Josh Allen all day. Super flex leagues, you want to get your quarterbacks early, especially because, I mean, you can start a quarterback at the flex spot. Yeah. So. You want to, you want to pause it? Yeah. Let me see if how I can do that. Yeah. Because my
1: computer is being very laggy right now.
0: Let's see. I don't even know if I can pause it, bro. Let's see. Well, it says it's your pick. What is going on on this thing? I may try and switch over to Chrome. Maybe that'll work. Yeah, so after Josh Allen and with Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Kyle Murray, Zeke, Nick Chubb, and Cam's on the clock at the turn, he's having some difficulties with this. But if y'all ever want to do mock drafts, I'd highly suggest going on Fantasy Pros Uh. Draft Wizard. So
1: without, I'm sorry to cut you off. But no, you're good, man.
0: 12 seconds left.
1: Uh, without much <laughs> looking into it, I will definitely go ahead and I personally want to stack off my team better and I'm going to get Devontae Adams and snag the uh, first wide receiver if it'll let me. Oh, yeah, dude, you got it. Perfect. All right. And so now I have another minute to... <laughs> <get> <laughs> this. Uh, gosh, man. This thing, this computer's acting up so bad. Uh but looking at the running backs available see i'm just a guy who'd rather have a solid round i don't really like going well, even if it's a two quarterback league i'd rather hold off on the quarterbacks mm-hmm. and uh if if it'll let me choose let's see all right perfect great uh i will go ahead and snag which this is a tough decision between these two but i like aaron jones just a little bit more than austin okay. Eckler. which they're both gonna have the same basic ceiling but uh i just want i'm personally an aaron
0: jones lover i no <laughs> yeah that. i mean i i have aaron jones ahead of austin eckler also yeah yeah not not by much but um, so after Aaron Jones, it went Saquon, Travis Kelsey, Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, Tyreek Hill. So I'm, I'm really picking my first position player here. Um, and I got my number two wide receiver here on the left on the board. And that's going to be Stephon Diggs. Perfect. Thanks. He fell. Yeah, my thing is still trying to update. And that's a good thing whenever you, you, you draft in quarterbacks in the first round. Yeah. The super flex oh, leagues. Yeah. I mean, you, you get guys like that that'll fall to you. Exactly. So, and it's always a blessing. So at the digs, it was Aaron Rodgers, DeAndre Hopkins, Russell Wilson, Calvin Riley, Justin Herbert, Najee Harris, Keenan Allen, DK, Antonio Gibson, Joe Mixon. And here I, I mean I got my picking with a with a couple of receivers here. Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown. Let's see what type of running backs. Uh, I think I can wait on running back. Um, I really let me look at my rankings. Oh man. I really like Allen Robinson here, but
1: uh, I'm gonna go it, Justin I mean, Jefferson. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It, he may—I th- mean, regardless, Allen Robinson. And look, Allen Robinson
0: uh, is to you it, here.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you—you you are. I mean, it's fully expected. That's kind of the guy who I've been praising all, all uh, during
0: this uh, preseason. And of course, I'm gonna go ahead and grab him uh, at this big. Allen Robinson, yeah, Allen Robinson is my guy, man. I really like Allen Robinson. I think I think more people should be higher on him, but I think just a lot of people focus that he's on the chi- Chicago offense. But yeah, I uh, I think Allen Robinson is just a different outlier. I think we we have to just put exactly. him in his own little group, like yeah. he's he. He's solid, whether, yeah, whatever offense
1: he's on. And so I will go ahead and actually I will get a grab another bear. So this tape makes my total two bears and two Packers on my team. And I will go ahead <laughs> and snag David Montgomery in the fourth round over Chris Carson and DeAndre Swift. I mean, I've stated it before uh, in the earlier in this podcast. I want David right Montgomery this year. He is just going to have a special season.
0: Yeah. And look, um, see i'm in a predicament now because um, i have josh allen stefan diggs and justin Jefferson. so here i'm at 407 in the fourth round of a super flex and i see a running back that i will take in the fourth round all day in really any league and that's chris carson yes so after chris carson with mike evans jalen hurts deandre swift travis Etienne. Still just rolling up. Josh Jacobs, Robert Woods, Deontay Johnson, Julio Jones, Adam Thielen, Chris Godwin, and I'm back up. And you see, I have, I have Miles Sanders here that fell through the fifth round, but we we talked about that. We kind of we kind of avoiding him in that situation. Um, Cooper Cup. How many times they have Hawkinson. See, I'm passing on those guys. Give me Amari Cooper.
1: Yeah, I mean, hey, that's what, wide receiver three for you?
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And that's perfect. I mean, I don't I don't blame that pick at all. That's a very solid pick. pick and you right see hand. my receivers, have the Diggs,
0: Justin Jefferson and Amari Cooper.
1: Exactly. And so that's very solid to go with. And I see they're all in the same body. We... You see, oh, goodness. Yeah, that's a that may be an issue. But hey, we'll, uh, we'll focus that for another time. So I still don't have a quarterback, but I'm looking and. The quarterbacks aren't too pretty for me. I mean, hey So who do I'm left? I'm past I gotta take one in these two picks, clearly and obviously. But uh I yeah, do you know, like yeah, I do like the uh wide receiver options I have available with either Todd Locke, T. Higgins or Brandon Ayuk. and personally Ayuk is on his second year, and these second-year wide receivers explode. And this is a guy that I want shares of, especially if Trey Lance becomes a quarterback. Brandon, Ayuk yeah. is a guy I'm going for.
0: Did yeah, you see, I was a little him? lower on Brandon Ayuk, but I think I'm starting to, kind of starting to get there on him.
1: Okay, perfect. There we go. I mean, I'd pick him over Tyler Lockett, Higgins, and I mean Galladay. Yeah, he's close, but he has a bye week ten, and I'm kind of I want to avoid those bye week mess ups. Now let's see. All right. And so we I've I'm kind of forced my hand to grab a quarterback. Uh, and so I'm going to go with the most at least reliable quarterback available, uh, Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be the prettiest, but he has the best options
0: to go with. Oh, for sure. Oh, yes. That worked out perfectly. Daryl Henderson slid to me in the sixth oh, round. That's beautiful. That's, that's beautiful. Daryl Henderson is going to be the number one running back in Los Angeles and if you can get him there in the sixth round after doing a zero running back reproach, kinda of, a modified zero running back reproach like I did, that is fantastic. So here I mean I can I can grab my second quarterback in Tua that I really like. Um or there's, there's still this tier wide receivers that I'm not really digging all that well. Um I'm gonna go ahead and grab two here. Two in the seventh round oh, with yeah, super flex. I mean. Yeah.
1: That'll definitely get you where you need to go. And uh, may because that's, that's who I was kind of targeting and looking to get. And I mean Kareem Hunt went, after. Tyler Boyd, Juju, and then Cortland Sutton. And I still need that second quarterback. So I mean, I'm I'm definitely gonna make one of those two picks. And I mean, we've been hating on uh this guy all kind of all podcasts but i mean in the late seventh round early eighth round i'm gonna take miles gaskin yeah because it's not that big of a hurt to me if he does have a off year i mean hey it's an eighth round pick it's not gonna it's not that big of a deal to me but it, it, i think it's worth it for where i'm getting them uh Gosh, this is ugly. This is why you don't wait on quarterbacks
0: in a two QB league, guys. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Yeah, I mean, if, if any of y'all guys ever play in a two QB league and you wait, I mean, you're going to be drafting. I mean, you still got big Ben available, Derek Carr, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean,
1: uh, I think personally, I'm gonna make a little risky move, and it may not pay off in the end. But I will. I'm gonna avoid quarterbacking this round because i like my value at tight end better mm-hmm. and compared so i like logan thomas in this eighth round and i know i'm getting him in every league i possibly can because logan thomas is my tight end this season
0: yeah that was that was going to be my next <laughs> pick for sure if win it him. every it's every draft man every draft. <laughs> no that's all good but um, uh, just looking at some guys here we're in eighth round oh brandon cook's taken oh uh, you see, uh, you have guys: Javante Williams, Chase Edmonds, Damian Harris, James Robinson, Debo Samuel, DJ Chark. Um, I like the I like the running backs here. Actually, give me a give me yeah. James Robinson here. That's some good value in the late round. Oh yeah. So Debo went after DJ Chark, Will Fuller, Devonte Smith, Curtis Samuel, Chase Edmonds. Antonio Brown. See, Antonio Brown got in a fight today? Yes. <laughs> well, no, no.
1: Bruce Arian said he was swatting out a fly. Come oh, on now. Yeah, well, yeah nice. he was just swatting out a fly. That's what it was.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm a way wait tight end. Guys being dudes. Oh, my guy is still available. Corey Davis. Oh, nice. Beautiful. Yes, ninth round Corey Davis. We already talked about Corey Davis on recent pod. Yep i'm getting shares with him. i'd love to get shares with him all right yes well
1: uh, at this point it does it, the signs are turning to where it looks like my super flex will be miles gaskin and i mean hey it's it's he's gonna be putting up the same points as these quarterbacks i mean i got daniel jones is gross i uh, I
0: grab carson Wentz, maybe man
1: maybe yeah he is injured uh, I'd love to see the more news on it. I haven't really. Okay, so he has a legitimate shot to start yeah, with. Yeah, he's Look ahead again. of schedule. Yeah, all right. So he is looking pretty bad. I mean, late round, I ain't got much other else of an option, so I will go ahead and snag Carson Wentz here. <laughs> this is why you don't wait, guys. Yeah, you don't want to wait in the super place. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and now I'm back up. Let's see what we have here. All right. We got some decent RB value. Not too bad here. Um, I think that's what I'm liking the most. The wide receivers, they're pretty good. But I can see that I'm going to still, there's still going to be some available in the re- turnaround. Really, I'll kind of look towards just getting Damian Harris. I mean, he's a starter. It's That's much
0: else you can ask for in the 10th round. Right. And they still, I mean, no offense, still up there. Goddard. Yeah, you got to get you a tight end here. <laughs> oh, I don't have to. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it's so good. I mean, James Connor's selling a board, man.
1: Yeah. yeah I mean, you, you basically, at this point, you're tight end, you're going to get him next round anyway. So maybe not. Yeah,
0: yeah I'm going to go James Conner there. I like James Conner there in the 10th right. uh, round. Yeah, I mean, hey, he's a starter. He's a starter. That's all you yeah, need to ask for. Okay, look, this is <laughs> this is my money right here. This is perfect. Four t- tight ends go after you. I'm Dang. gonna take Mike Josecki. This is exactly how I want it to play out. Either right. Mike Jose and John o. Smith. <laughs> there you that, go and that's how I'm kinda gonna be playing drafts from now on for the rest of the year. It's kinda just kinda waiting for that Mike Josecki, Johnu Smith kinda yeah. range there in the later rounds. The,
1: the tight end values drop hard and there definitely nothing to smile about now let me go ahead and see if my guys still available yeah. no it does not it looks like what was he taking who Are you looking for let's see i guess so i don't remember him seeing him taking was uh the, the rookie running the rookie quarterbacks where you boys at because that's what i'm trying to attempt to grab in these uh we still like got the, zach wilson yeah that is that it think so damn man well never mind i will go ahead and uh pass on a quarterback because i wanted to grab those quarterbacks in the later rounds but i will go ahead and get my guy marvin
0: jones who i've been high praising
1: all uh all preseason so far well, let's
0: there go. yeah all i mean right. 11th round marvin jones in a 12-man league Good, good value man exactly
1: and then I'll go ahead and snag my backup tight end who I praised last week Irv Smith it's just uh, it's looking pretty out there first
0: person Giovanni Bernard yeah I'm not getting any share <laughs> Giovanni Bernard <laughs> not happening nope. uh, just looking Zach Wilson's off the board right before me that's who I was gonna pick next but I'm gonna just wait. I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab John o. Smith here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab a backup tight end just in case. Uh, Mike just in case of an injury. Yeah. Which I mean, doubling up on Mike second and John o. Smith. I mean, that's fine.
1: Yeah. If you don't have a, a solid tight end one, if you don't have the big three or maybe Hawkinson or Andrews or Pitts, you definitely should double up on tight end. i
0: uh, looking looking. Um, Elijah Moore, now Mooney here. Um, I'm gonna go Mooney just because I was high on him for the last pod, and I'm still high on him. I think he'll have a little more of a role than Elijah Moore.
1: Yeah, and I will go ahead and let's see where are the wide receivers because I will get the other and go ahead and grab Elijah Moore because I am also I'm just as high on him. Dang, I gotta be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me see. Let's see. Oh, ha ha! I gotta be
0: damn <laughs> damn i suck at these man i, mean, I like I, always, I really like my freaking you were only 16
1: like. points ahead of me uh,
0: yeah it wasn't that it wasn't too uh and like i love my team that i drafted too damn i thought i would have had a good grade <laughs> hey
1: and exactly that's exactly how it is it doesn't matter you're great to use an a plus if you yeah. love your draft walking out that's all the grade that matters, and I mean, hey, it does matter that I am three zero now. Yep, you're three and zero, brother. You're Three zero. You, <laughs> <3-0, I'll laughs> you are you getting close. You only beat me close. about good. Uh, uh, good. Let's see, sixteen points. But you yeah, know, it was so, close.
0: Hey, nah, you still, baby, you are still three and zero. We still, we still have plenty of time, Cam. Yeah, still of have plenty of time. Of course, we um,
1: still got a good couple more weeks.
0: <laughs> well, that'll do it for this podcast. Uh, where can they uh, reach you at Cam?
1: Yeah, you can always uh, reach me out on Twitter at CGoTro17. Uh, I do appreciate everyone who's listening in. Man, our listening numbers have been way far of what I expected, and it's just been yeah. great. And I appreciate all great. the love and support we've been getting from y'all.
0: Yep. Um, yeah, and you can follow my uh, fantasy page on Facebook, Win Some Lose Some Fantasy Sports, and you can also follow me on Twitter at Fantasy Win Lose. Um, and my personal accounts on there. I have a link for my website that you can check out my rankings that I update weekly. Uh, So that's it for this podcast. I appreciate it Cameron. And uh, we'll see y'all next week.
1: See y'all next week.